Mary, I had a miserable few days. Oh, what's going on? Um, my knee started hurting worse and worse, and the pain was going up my leg. It was getting in the way of my sleeping. One of my many careers this lifetime has been, uh, I, I was a professional massage therapist for some mm -hmm. years, and um, when I stopped, the pain was going up my forearms at an incredible intensity. Ouch. And for years, it's been okay, but carpal tunnel struck a few days ago, and from the neck all the way down to the fingertips, it's just been a lot of pain. So I've been in a real funk. Wow, that really sounds painful. Yes, painful not only physically but emotionally. I was kind of raging inside and being a grumpy older woman. And well, so, do you think it? Do you think it plays into somehow your relationship with aging? Do you think this is a a harbinger of things to come? That is certainly where I went in my mm -hmm. little rabbit hole. I went to this is aging and it's only going to get worse and this is forever and of course now a few days later I'm I woke up I the pain was much much less I'm feeling good again but you know it it was such a profound experience it was it was rather a deep dive down the dark night of the soul <laughs> yeah. dark night of the aging soul <laughs> yes so you know we're talking about aging gracefully but I think this happens and and I don't think that we want to hide it. No, because sometimes aging is not so graceful. Right. Sometimes there's issues. And possibly what drives us into the funk is the futurizing. This pain I feel is a permanent pain. The fact that I've had a pain before that went away doesn't matter. Now I've hit this age and this pain's a permanent pain. And it's going to be here forever and it's going to... Oh my God, life would be miserable to think the long life lived in pain. It's true. All the fear comes up, ignited by the physical symptoms, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then one kind of aggravates the other. The fear aggravates the physical symptoms, aggregates, aggravates the fear. The fear aggravates the physical symptoms, which aggravates the fear. And then, yeah, I, I went and I projected out into the future that this is forever. Mm-hmm. All that yogic training of looking at life as temporary, it just, you know, it, it stepped out the back door. Isn't it funny? It doesn't matter how many years we spend creating a space of present moment focus and conscious acceptance and contentment. It just takes the pain to maybe push that aside for a time. So what did you do when it happened? Did you, would you do address it in any way? Or was it just, I think I tend to just wallow. I've found I, my... I definitely wallowed. Mm -hmm. I definitely wallowed. I did do some self-care. Mm -hmm. Like, in the middle of the day, I took a warm bath. In the middle of the day? <laughs> I know. It was, it was sinful. <laughs> but, What'd you uh, do then? Go to the movies? <laughs> Only in my dreams. <laughs> no, there were things to be done, even right. though I hurt. Mm -hmm. So I did the things, but I did everything more slowly, and I, I tried to weave in a little self-care. Looking back, I wouldn't do it that way again. What would you do differently? More self-care. Right. I, I believe what I would like to do next time, and I'm going to listen to this podcast the next time this happens. <laughs> I would like to just stop everything 
call for help. You know, can you come and do this for me because I can't do it. I'm in pain. And really give myself some self-care. And if that means going and getting a Bowen treatment or a massage or just lying around and going to the movies, <laughs> the I, would, day. I would like to do that. Mm -hmm. what, would, what would the Ayurvedic perspective be? Well, exactly that. Anytime there's a question, it's more self-care. You know, it's not putting out the energy because when the body's healing, we want energy coming in. Like doing that gentle massage of the knee, taking a hot bath, anti-inflammatories. There's different things that you can do. But I often find that when you're in the midst of something, it's hard to remember what you can do. I, I remember one time being sick and it ended up I had strep throat. And nothing, I was, I was, didn't know what to do. I was kind of confused and I was crying. And my husband comes up and he took me by my shoulders and said, you tell people what to do when this happens. And it was just like, oh, that's right, I do. He goes, pretend you're a client. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know what to do. And I went and I did the things and it felt better. But even when we would give those recommendations to other people, they seem to be inaccessible when we're suffering. Yeah. Whether it's emotional suffering or physical suffering. Or both. Or both at the same time. What's interesting to me about this is we were talking about ageism the other day. And that, you know, we project into the future or we project our negative opinions about older people and then we take them on. And it's insidious. You know, it's like as soon as you had a pain in your knee, oh my God, I'm so old, I'm going to have to walk with a cane or whatever it is. And it's okay if you have to walk with a cane, but at the same time, it's like we, we project that future pain. We do. We do. We make it all about, you know, I was moving old, like a stiff older person. And yeah, everything, My it, it was, we did an episode a long time ago on mind as bully. Mm -hmm. Well, the mind just stepped in as the bully. This is how you're going to move from now on. You're going to have to give up your yoga practice and you're this and you're, you know, wow. Mm -hmm. It was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> impressive. <laughs> that bully is very strong. And I've been going through more of kind of um, an existential funk over the last couple of days. No pain in my body, but feeling a little bit overwhelmed with the life I've chosen right now. Mm -hmm. That I'm retired, and so there's that one part. Not, well, I'm not really retired. i got to rephrase that. I am revising my work and choosing the things that I want to take on very consciously because I want those things to be ones that fulfill me. I want to wake up with a sense of purpose in the morning and a sense of joy and a sense of hopefulness and that I'm looking forward to what the day holds. And I can only blame myself because I run my own schedule. But lately I've had a lot of appointments and very little free time and I realize that doesn't meet my needs. And I think for me this overwhelm of commitment and this overwhelm of energy going out into maintaining this just drains me. It sounds like you're out of balance. Yeah. Yeah, it's... and that can be very draining. Mm -hmm. Looking at, I remember reading an article, one of my clients even was talking about this, you know, five areas of life that would be, um, look at the five areas of life where we put our energy and then assessing how much time and energy am I putting into these uh, these different areas. And right now it's it's not, there's not very much balance. Right. Do you remember what the five areas oh, are? Oh, I was, I was thinking I should have looked that up. Let's see. It was on work, family, fun, spiritual, and I think it was social, getting out with other people and 
kind of being social. The fun was like hobbies or interests or kind of pursuing those things that bring you joy. The work, of course, is whatever you deem your work. And then there was, you just look at the different aspects of it and recognizing that I don't know that I put a lot of energy or allow myself to have the time to put energy into other areas right now other than work because I've been finding a lot of joy in my work but I recognize that it's it's not making me joyful right now mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's something going on there's something going on I, mm-hmm. I find when I'm really out of balance with work that there's always this I suppose it's my soul just kind of calling me and almost crying for me to to just stop and pull back in, mm-hmm. find that balance again. Are you feeling that, that call? Well, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. I have to stop long enough to listen to myself yes. and say anything. Yeah. You know, and I just find myself running. And I think when I was younger, I, of course, worked full time, as everybody does, and I was able to get lots and lots of things done, it seems like. In my memory, I was able to still take care of the house and still take care of having fun and meeting with friends and doing things. And now that my hours are diminished, it's it's harder to make the time for these things. I just seem to be spending so much time and energy thinking about what I've got going on and what I've got to do. And, you know, and then I find myself doing the things like the laundry and cooking. And it's not, there's not joy in it. You know, although there could be, you can always find joy in laundry and cooking, uh, but I have to recreate that. I have to reinvent that joy. Right. I feel it less accessible right now. Right. So we're, so it's another kind of pain experience. Mm -hmm. Oh, you you know, that's interesting. It's it's like when you were going from pain to emotional pain, I just, I jumped right to the emotional pain. (laughs) It's that there's that. There was a thought that occurred to me while you were speaking and see if it'll access, if I'll access it. Mm. No, so I'll cut that out. Okay. So just curious, your husband's advice to you, giving that to you again, Mm -hmm. what would you advise a client in your situation? It goes goes into what you were saying with the self-care. In Ayurveda, there's a number of daily routines that we do to maintain balance and engaging in exercise and paying attention to the breath and spending some time in quiet. And those aren't happening. You know, it's funny to me. The things that bring us balance are often the first to go when we feel funky, when we don't, when we're traveling, certainly when we're going to go do something fun, certainly, but also when we're, we're in pain or those very things would pull us out of it, but they don't seem to be the first thing we reach for. Isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. It's self-sabotage. It is. Well, it's, it's inertia, too. It's like that idea when we're out of balance, we're going to crave those things that keep us out of balance. So, oof, I have no energy. It would really benefit from a walk, but oof, yeah, I don't want to do it. I have a little trick with my yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've mentioned this in classes, and every time I do, people laugh. Mm-hmm. What it is is... If you want to do yoga, but you really don't want to do yoga, you're feeling really resistant. I have a thing where I lie on the floor, which is so nice right away. And I just get a strap and I put it around the sole of one foot and I extend that leg up in the air and I I stretch that leg. And it doesn't feel like yoga, you know, Mm -hmm. it just feels like I'm relaxing and stretching. And then I do the other leg and the prana, you know, the life force starts to move a little. All of a sudden, I feel like maybe I could do something small. And yet one one step after another, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I'm doing yoga. Right. 
Well, I always tell clients, like any practice you're going to do, make it a daily practice. And it's even if all I can do today, if I'm doing a breathing exercise where I'm trying to observe my breath, and all I can do today is watch one breath, then that's enough. Be conscious and watch the one breath. And then if tomorrow I can watch five, that's great. But I do know when I skip something, I'm more likely to skip it again the next day. Yes, it's directional, isn't it? Right. So yeah, we take those teeny... And it doesn't matter what we were doing yesterday. Today is a whole new day. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we do have to start with that one breath today. Right. The other thing I wonder about is we're coming at the end of what's been a pretty long and harsh winter. It's been really dark and damp here, which which is not our typical winter experience. And it seems like it's it's a little bit never-ending. We had some warm days and then grayed over and started raining again. I wonder how much of it is that that end of winter kind of, oh, it's so dark. And it, it'll get lighter as the as the days lengthen and as the, the shoots start coming. I walked past someone's house the other day and they had all daffodils up in a box in their yard and it was gorgeous and it was like oh my gosh there is a spring there is there is going to be a new day yeah it has been a long dreary winter yes and it is easy to take to be influenced by that right to feel that dreariness inside because of the dreariness outside yes yes Mm -hmm. yeah what else about this yeah what else about this so Here's the deal. The human experience is the is the full spectrum. We are going to have joy and energy and enthusiasm and then there are some times when we're going to be in pain and mental agony and emotional exhaustion and for me, I want to be open and allowing of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to negate it when I'm in pain and say, no, this isn't aging gracefully. I want to take it, to just allow it to be there because the resistance is really what makes the whole thing so agonizing. Mm-hmm. It's not really the physical sensation of pain. It's like, oh my God, it hurts. I can't, it, you know, it's, it's all the netta netta. Mm-hmm. It's all the yada yada. That gets in the way. Well, we had talked about language. It's watching the, what our mind's saying about this pain. Because one of the things you said right at the beginning there was we know when we look back on our life, we had time periods when we were in pain and we had time periods when we weren't in pain. We had time periods where we were in a funk and time periods when we weren't. And what I think happens as I age is I tend to take this on as if I've never experienced this before and this is now a permanent state of mind. You're you know? right. That's what we do. Right. Because I wouldn't have had that problem if you had twisted your leg when you were in your 20s or your knee was hurting when you were in your 20s. You would say, oh, that's funny. I wonder what happened here. And it wouldn't be something that consumed as much attention as it does now. But I think we're, we're always on the lookout for how is my body failing me in this moment? Yeah, the mind is looking for evidence. Right. And we're going to find what we're looking for. So I want to look for how is my body you know, succeeding? How is it a champion? Right. How is it really rocking this thing of aging? Yeah. And how can we be in the moment? Oh, okay, in this moment, there is pain in the knee. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. And not go, not project all that fear off into the future. Mm-hmm. Just be with it now. Mm-hmm. And to recognize that pain does subside, and it will, will improve, and you'll, you'll again be able to do the things you want to do, but maybe you'll modify them. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking that, you know, I'm right now I am not power walking. I am walking, mm-hmm. but not power walking, and that's okay. Right. You know, you just Some would say it's even better. Yes, yes, <laughs> and I'm starting to agree with those some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, just to move is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. I think for me as I'm thinking of, as we're reflecting back on this, as I'm thinking about it, that I want to I recognize I'm the one in control of my schedule. And I'm the one in control of what's on that docket and what's not. And it's maybe a little bit more proactively looking ahead and making sure that the things that are, that it's manageable, that it remains manageable. I tend to be a yes person as I want to be able to take people and to see people when they need to be seen. And I think for my own sanity, in order to really serve them, I have to take care of myself first, which means, yeah, I know you can't see me till the end of the month, but that's the way my schedule is running. There you go. And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's so funny. I watch all this resistance. All this resistance come up to, to actually taking care of myself. Maybe there's a message in there that I was told at some point in time by some person who was valuable to me that it was not okay to take care of myself, that it was more important. Other people's needs were more important than my own. And so now I really get a chance to amend that wrongful belief. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So mindfully looking at it when it comes up will be very valuable. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who has been her own boss for decades, and um, it, it was very hard to arrange time with her. And what she would say was, my boss is really hard on me. Yes. There you go. Yeah, so mm-hmm. be a nice boss. Yeah. You can be compassionate. You, you want your employee to have a life. Yeah. And find balance. And that's the thing that I can do proactively in looking at how I've booked my day and what I've got going on. Taking that walk in the morning, doing the morning routines, doing the things. Doing all the things that we do to take care of ourselves, so that ourself is taken care of. I was talking to a woman yesterday, a practitioner, who has a client who's very angry at her body. And she's angry at her body in a lot of different ways. And we were talking about it's it doesn't do any good to be adversarial to our body. You know, it's like it does the best it can and owning how can I treat it better? You know, how would we treat a child having a meltdown? You know, how can we get them back into that state of balance? Mm. So maybe looking at what I'm feeding my body and how I'm nurturing my body instead of always demanding that it show up and do the things it's supposed to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, I... I... I tapped into that a little bit. I felt like my body was betraying me. Right? That's what I hear from people. Yes. My body betrayed me. Yes, because we have this expectation of how our bodies should be. And things shift. Mm -hmm. They might shift back, but they also shift other ways, unexpected ways. And what I would like to do is trust the process and trust my body. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm already making shifts with the foods I eat, you know, cutting out the inflammatory foods and that sort of thing. But I also want to trust this body. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been such a good friend. And what would you do? What would you do to create that trust? Or what would that look like if you're going to trust your body? I think that it is rather than jumping into fear or anger or resistance when things come up, it's going, okay, this is up. What can I do for you? And how can I work with you to bring you back to a place of balance and mm-hmm. help you out in this time of need? 
I love it. You're more looking at the body as friend. Yeah. That if you had a friend who was in pain, then you reach out and say, what can I do for you? Yeah. When the body's in pain, you go, you just stop being in pain. <laughs> Cut it out. And um, certainly there are some times we may want to do that, but it's it's like, does it serve? Is the easy way or the hard way? You know, the, yeah. the easy way is going to be yell at your body, put a brace on your leg and tough it out. And But it's going to create more damage down the road. And the hard way is... I, it. It's not that hard, but it's just showing up for your body and nourishing it, nurturing it. And I'm going to say showing up for your mind and emotions when you see yourself in pain, um, being gentle with yourself. Being gentle with yourself and showing up Mm -hmm. for your spirit too, which as we just said, all those practices of mindfulness and and centering, they just seem to um, fall away. So being mindful of that and bringing them back in, however small those uh, practices may be mm-hmm. in times of need. I saw a little tiny blurb on the internet yesterday, which really stuck with me, where it says, if you want to change your mood immediately, stop what you're doing and go out and do something nice for people, for at least three people. And I thought, what a great mind shift, you know, it would go, because when I'm out there and I'm helping someone else, I stop commiserating with myself I stop focusing only on my my problems my problems my problems but I look at solutions and I look at how can I help this person and how can I help that person uh, it just is a, a mind shift that's and I nice. think it's like a spiritual practice I like that very much mm-hmm. I would also do an addendum which is what are three nice things I can do for myself right first first <laughs> first take care of yourself and then look around to see who else can I serve yes I love it. Okay. Awesome. I feel a little bit lighter. I got that. I feel a bit lighter too. <laughs> this was a good talk. Yeah, it was. We needed this. Okay. This is Janae Anderson. And Mary Thompson signing off.